Hello. Hello. It's uh this is a true neutral bonus. I don't know. Uh we've done not really another <laughs> one of these actually. I don't know what to call this. Anyway, why is Star Wars? And what, what do you mean why is Star Wars? I'm Derek and that's Keenan. I'm Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I want to know why is Star Wars? And I uh, yeah, let me expound upon that question real quick. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't count as a true neutral ass. I don't want to like yeah this the, is this is a different sort of question this is uh this is uh why does star wars still have the level of power it does when it has had so much shitty product why did we just accept the first shitty things that happened and then just keep accepting shitty things when they continued to happen and we're all just like, yeah, Star Wars is as great as it's ever been. And I'm not saying some of the shows aren't great. I'm not saying there aren't great moments in certain movies that aren't as great. But, like, <laughs> the the overall point is that they just uh, have overall declined in quality as far as, like, from the first one. If you go yeah. back and read the reviews, like, I guess Empire Strikes Back was, like, the peak. The was... most agreed upon mm-hmm. good Star Wars is the Empire Strikes Back. I think that's undeniable. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite is Return of the Jedi. And if you go and read the reviews from the time of Return of the Jedi, it's it's like the, the, the reviews for The Last Jedi, honestly. <laughs> for the people that really didn't like it, mm-hmm. they, it was divisive. People did not like the Ewoks. They didn't like the happy ending. They didn't like... <laughs> uh, they just didn't like most of it. It just... Like, people... People were really, like... I mean, don't get me wrong. It was still really well-revered. It was still made millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Well, it was the ending to, like, one of the... Like, the one of the biggest trilogies ever created at that yeah. point. Like... Yeah, it was... It was huge. So... Uh... <laughs> He's fighting with the baby over a cable at the moment, and it's very funny. He almost pulled this amp on us. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so I I am just curious as to why with with all of the negativity that goes into every release Star Wars has, like even even Ahsoka, which like just came out. And it's, not, it's still running, but people are already like, I don't get this because Rebels sucked. And I, I don't fucking understand. I'm, what, who are these people? <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Bring back, I don't know, fucking Harrison Ford or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what people who don't like Star Wars don't like about Star Wars. And I don't understand what people who do like Star Wars have so many bad things to say about Star Wars. So why is Star Wars, is my question. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Because for as much as people hate it, people people hate what is happening now with Star Wars, I think, large in part to the, the procurement of Lucasfilms from Disney, and Disney taking over Star Wars in general. 
and the giant retcon that happened that nullified a lot of the commonly accepted lore that had been because you have to think of Star Wars not only as just the movies but it is all as now a literary base as well. Oh no, I understand that because not only am I a huge fan of the movies from from childhood like I don't remember having seen the first few Star Wars movies. They were just around. They were just already I had I have already seen them. Yeah. Like I I don't remember them being surprising mm-hmm. because nothing like that was all just baked in. Yeah. I didn't I didn't ever see those movies. They were just part of me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing episode 1 in the theater when I was 6. And I fell asleep in the theater and I was pissed that my parents let me sleep. Damn. Absolutely pissed. Anyway, I went back and saw it again. Mm-hmm. Um, he fell asleep in a movie about like politics and and trade routes. No, look, that's still to shocking. This, to this day, I love the prequels. <laughs> I will defend Attack of the Clones. I know you will. Yeah. You've done it to me, yeah. a man who remembers literally about thirty seconds of that movie. <laughs> that's all anybody remembers, and they're like, "It sucks." And like, I, I get that you don't remember it, and that's why you think it sucks. But it doesn't suck that bad. It's just not what you wanted from Star Wars at that time. Yeah. No. At least the episode one had like there was a lot of cool different locations. You went underwater, and there was like the part with the fish where they're running away from the giant fish outside the Gungan city. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. Like, there were so many cool parts to that movie. Everything in the desert and Darth Maul and, like, you had the whole fucking, the race, the pod race happened. Okay, so, I, one reason I know that uh, I love the prequels more than other people love the prequels, or, like, a reason for that is that, I read a lot of those books, the literature that you were referring mm-hmm. to, that is it's no it's no longer canon, but these are stories that will forever be in my memory mm-hmm. as as necessary and like useful parts of the <clears throat> canon to make my love for it stronger because I read not only uh Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's like training missions, like the mm-hmm. prequel effectively to the prequels. Yeah. Um but I also read uh, Django and Boba Fett's books. They were mostly Django Fett's books, but they took place starting from, like, episode one, where you don't see them at all. Yeah. And then uh, it goes, like, through his death, and you see his death through his eyes. And, like, yeah, there's there's, there's a full fucking range of stories that I read. And then, like... The, the Sith who was supposedly training under Dooku before he died. Mm-hmm. There's a whole storyline. Like, I read all those books, and I think that really deepened my love for those movies because of the backstory that I have in my head. Yeah. So when you meet Django on, on the clone planet Kamino in, in episode two, I, like... I already know what is happening before and after they leave that. Yeah. You know? Well, but now when you look at, like, this newer trilogy and the things that are happening with the newer stuff at the very least, I think that it's people that maybe, like you, read all of that literature and whatnot, but maybe, unlike you, didn't do it in their childhood and are maybe a little bit older and a little bit more hardcore in the 
the the old school fan ways. Yeah. And when they see a giant retcon of everything that they've ever known leading up to this point, and then change all of that history, just go back and change all of everything, yeah, they're going to be fucking mad. And that's a lot of people. It was. And, like, to be fair, like, to be fair to those people, it was it was a huge amount of stuff they wiped out. And they did a lot of picking and choosing. So there were stories that were still kept. Yeah. As part of that, like, reset or whatever. There mm-hmm. were a lot of stories that were kept. But the amount to, to, like, to defend Disney a little bit on this, the amount of stories in the Star Wars quote-unquote canon before they did that was literally absurd. <laughs> it, like... Because there wasn't there wasn't like a limit on that, and that was part of what grew Star Wars and made it be so like loved by fans. I think mm-hmm. was that there wasn't really a limit on fiction. If you were a published author, you could write a Star Wars story. Yeah, like you could just do that. Grab up your favorite characters, make sure you're in the right time, and go go to town. The right time, whatever. <laughs> As you, you just put them in there, man. Like you just go. Like it doesn't. There were so many of those stories that really just weren't good stories or, like, didn't make logical sense for anything. <laughs> and, uh, they, they were just, like, they... It made sense for a lot of that stuff to be cut out of, like, an official canon. And they still put that in, like, Star Wars Legends. Like, they still have, like, an offshoot. It's like DC has Elseworlds, like... yeah. It's not like they eliminated those books. It's not like you can't go back and buy them, but they're just not part of the main canon of Star Wars because it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of defend that move on like a general level, but I also think that they took too much out and didn't listen to fans enough on what they should have kept. Yeah, and I think that's the larger part of the issue. Now, that being said, I have heard better things about the shows than I obviously have about the movies of the last few. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan, people seem to really like Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is, I, as far as I can tell, um, it's overall hit and miss for, like, general people reviewing it. Uh, there are people who, like, like me, it felt very Star Wars. It felt very good. And then I've listened to a few reviews where they were really critical and they make some really good points. But, mm-hmm. like... Watching it, I felt good watching it. Yeah. So I, I can say it was good for me. Um, like, what about, like, Andor? I haven't heard very much about Andor. I haven't heard a single bad thing about Andor, so I've been scared to watch it. <laughs> 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 if that if that, I, that doesn't really track. But it, it's how my brain works, and I'm like, I can't be as good as people are saying, so I'm scared. Yeah. Maybe it's just very Game of Thrones or something, and so they're all just getting that nostalgia thrown at them in a Star Wars skin, and they're like, this is good, I like this. I could see it, but Andor was one of the cooler characters, casting Andor was um, one of the cooler characters, so I'm sure it's good. Obviously, The Mandalorian kicked all of this off yeah. show-wise. The and... first two seasons of that are very well revered. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of seem to have kicked the bucket with Book of Boba Fett and the uh, season three. Okay. Um, 
Which, you know, that does happen from time to time. Yeah, so what what happens at the end of, spoilers, at the end of season two of The Mandalorian is that uh, Grogu goes off to train and, like... Oh, yeah, CGI Luke, right? Yeah. Yeah. C- CGI Luke happens. And uh, after that, like, season three of The Mandalorian starts, and if you don't didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, <laughs> like, uh, he, somehow, Grogu comes back. Oh, okay. And it's just, like, a reset? Like, they just redid it? Mm-hmm. And just to get it back, like, status quo style? Uh, it's like, man, you really could have moved on with the story and made him, like, realize, I don't know, there's more to life than what he was doing before and even more than this Jedi stuff. So, like, what... What is what? What should he do now? Is about mm-hmm. being a bounty hunter, and like they could have yeah. gone a lot of cool ways with that, but they just kind of went back, and they were like, "This is good." And like, I don't know. Progress seems to be a bad word in Star Wars. <laughs> Their characters need to have one defining trait, and that is all. Yeah, and the next trilogy, if the main character doesn't have that same defining trait, so help me fucking God, mm. we are not making this. This mm. is poetry, damn it. It mm. rhymes. Mm. That's, a, that's a George Lucas thing. It's like poetry. Rhymes. It's not the same thing, but it rhymes. That's, that's how he described making the prequels. Okay. And I think people have taken that to a degree that's not good. Yeah. I think what happened with the sequel trilogy is that, uh, because I I am a huge defender of The Last Jedi. If you listen to this show at all, you'd know I'm a big defender of The Last Jedi. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason for that is that uh, The Force Awakens was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'd probably give it 80 out of 100 just as a random ranking. Yeah. It's a solid B movie. It's like not like a B movie, but, you know. uh, Yeah. And, like, it did all the good Star Wars things. It got chills. about Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it also, like, initiated things in a way that was very samey and got you back into the Star Wars feel. But it also felt like it kind of ran through the first three movies. Yeah. It, it was like, hey, remember all the things from the first three movies? Yeah, we're going to get back into that kind of style. Mm-hmm. And it was like, are you ready? And then Ryan Johnson came in with The Last Jedi and was like, yeah, so we went through all that stuff. Here's something brand new. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he's just like, here's something brand new. And, uh, like, people like me were like, hell yeah, something new in Star Wars. Uh, like this is this is different. This feels different, and it still feels it's still Star Wars. That's rad. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of very loud people, were like, "Hey, I don't like that change. Mm. Change is bad. Uh, I don't understand why we need to make more um, change. You're changing things, and that scares me. And uh, I want familiar." And uh, if there's not speeder bikes on a forest moon on the next movie, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, because that's what I'm expecting. I'm going to tear my goddamn eyes out and blame you. Yeah. So it's just, I don't... Anyway, they they listened to all those people and were like, the safest possible move we could ever make, and made episode nine. 
which was bad. It is. It was a bad, bad movie. I've watched it once, and uh, I really don't want to watch it again. Yeah, well, we're going to watch it again when we do, like, the actual reviews of this Star Wars. Yeah. But. Yeah. um, That means I also have to watch episode two again. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to do them in numerical order, so you have to watch that one first. Uh, Well, second. Second. I mean, I meant before (laughs) before nine. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a given, I think. I assumed we were going to watch them in numerical order. Yeah. in, In proper time order. Yeah. Yeah. We've both seen enough Star Wars in our life that that is now the... If we're going to watch them, that is now the only way to watch all of them. I think so, yeah. Unless you just pick a random one on a random day, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Like, oh, today I want to watch episode six or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. whatever. That's that's fine. But if I, you're going to make a thing, you're like, oh, we need to watch all of them, then you watch them in, in order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but I think... So uh, I guess part of my question is why do people keep coming back when it's because repeated? there's so much potential for it to be good? Are are we just all clinging to that uh, Luke Skywalker image from 1977? Are we still I just mean, clinging mentally, to that? Yes, but I think, like you said, there are. I think now a a growing number versus the stagnant people that don't like the change. I think there's a a larger amount of people that are starting to look for the next thing that Star Wars has to offer. Yeah. And you can see they kind of tried to do that with Kylo Ren a little bit and then shit the bed on that whole thing. Yeah. And they also tried to do it with Rey and shit the bed on that. Yeah. Even though there are rumors that there's going to be another trilogy and she is still going to be the lead yeah, that's of the next trilogy. Seems like a smart decision. Um, he said with the most sarcasm a man can muster. <laughs> uh, like, look, I honestly, I love Daisy Ridley's performance, especially in the first two. I, that she was, I think she did a great job. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. she's, like... I mean, so the, did... Uh, uh, da, 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 Adam Driver. Yeah, they acted their fucking hearts out for oh, these. Oh yeah, movies. absolutely. I was just like saying, like, I I wasn't saying that was a bad idea because I think Daisy Ridley is in any way a bad performer. I no. think she did a really, really good job, and I think Ray is a, was a really cool character. <laughs> but I think until that story's then, done. What I, th- I said, I think that story is done. Well, she's got a lot more life to live. She's very young, so there's there's definitely more they can do with her character, but. I, my problem is that she became 100% less interesting when she became Palpatine's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. When she was the daughter of junk merchants who just abandoned her. Mm-hmm. Super cool! Mm-hmm. That was great! That was super, like, oh shit, like, legitimately Ratatouille. Uh, legends can come from mm-hmm. anywhere. Like, And I really liked the, the weird connection that they had, even though it didn't make sense all the time the way it worked. But just the fact that they had, like, her and Kylo Ren had this connection that yeah. they didn't understand why it worked or what made it work, but it just was. And, like... Like I thought that there there was a lot more they could have delved into with that. You didn't have to do any of the Palpatine stuff and make that the crux of all of the all of this. Oh yeah. 
like legitimately give me a happy ending with a kiss and like a promise of a new Jedi temple under their command. Mm-hmm. Like as she convinces like him to step away from being a Sith and he has to yeah, like yeah, get, all of that works so well. Give me a gray Jedi order to continue this franchise on. Like we want happy endings at the end of our Star Wars. Like that's just what it's what, it's what we want now. Yeah. Like that, that makes sense. Give us a happy ending that has room Even episode to 3 grow. Even episode three had the, like, you knew what was coming. So you yeah. knew that, like, Luke and Leia had to get out of there at some point. So you knew you were still getting that happy ending at the end of this movie, even though lots of bad things are happening. Yeah, it was still, like, it was sad, but, like, it was an inevitable inevitable sadness. Yeah. Like, and you just accept it and, like, wow. Like it's, Thanos. It's, and, yeah. And but you see, you get to see Alderaan, and you see like the growing family that's going to happen for both of them, and mm-hmm. it's it's nice. It's kind of its own happy ending in that way. Yeah. So I, you see yeah. Luke's aunt and uncle, and then you get sad again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are going to be charred. <laughs> Just skeletons. Just burning skeletons. <laughs> yeah, burnt carcasses, aunt and uncles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening so, to a podcast but, about a whale explosion today. That's good. That's 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 a fun <laughs> fact. That is it happened in Oregon. Oh, neat! Pretty nearby. Oh, the the one that they blew up with the dynamite. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super weird choice. They didn't know how to get it off the beach, man. <laughs> dynamite used way too much dynamite. Yeah, like dynamite. so much dynamite. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, there was a very recent <laughs> podcast of an uh, episode of Do Go On about that. If you want to learn more. Uh, well. I'm gonna go listen to that. That's that's. I love that story, and I'm. I'll take some some other people's perspective. Featuring uh, Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet. So oh, neat, yeah. neat. Yeah. Nice little plug there. Yeah, Good for you. <laughs> they don't need the help, but they're, they're they're a lot of fun to listen to. I've been listening for a very long time. Um, where were we? I got distracted by We were talking by about the happy endings we always get at the end of the trilogies. Yeah, yeah. and um, so. The the end of Rise of Skywalker, the end of a big trilogy with a lot of controversy was Ray Skywalker. Yep. That was that was like the, the She took the last name. Yeah. And so like I mean, great. You're still Palpatine's granddaughter. That's still the blood throwing flowing through your veins. I understand like with the force there's probably some you know mm-hmm. g- weird like um uh, I wanted to say Spyro Keats. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> Don't Google Spyro Keats. Um, midichlorians. <laughs> Love that you confused those two. Love that. <laughs> They're both transmitted sexually, right? <laughs> So, no, I think that she, I mean, it, it's a choice to go to the dark side. It's not in your blood. That's proven with the Anakin and Luke thing, so well, it doesn't yeah. matter that she's... No, pay- I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, 
There's there's just so many levels of fe- things that feel unresolved. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver just dies. He like, does like, for uh, no reason. The, the, he can't be forgiven for everything, so he has to die. Is kind Which of what it Han feels Solo's like. Solo's entire lineage is just in the dust now, just yeah. gone. Which why why you got to do my boy Han Solo like that? Like you already done him dirty with the Solo movie. And then you gotta come back and just wipe out his entire lineage on top of it. God damn. Yeah, it's a pretty brutal thing. Like, I don't fully... Which also means the Skywalker lineage is technically dead. Because there's... Leia's dead, Luke's dead. Yeah. Ben's dead. Ben's dead. Yeah, they're they're all gone. Which I guess is why she took the last name. Well, yeah, she was it's, in love with him or whatever. No, it's the only way she can still be a Skywalker. She was also had a father figure in Luke, which is weird when you start to think about it. Yeah. Uh, but she she took the name so it Stuck could still be a Star the Wars. Four step, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Help! Uh, stop that! <laughs> Oh, come on, that was a funny one. After all the jokes you make me sit through, I make one off-color joke. Uh, one off-color joke, <laughs> my ass. Uh, uh, it's just bad to think about it like that. Um, <laughs> no, but my point is, she just buries some lightsabers in the sand, and that's the end, and there's no, like celebration or like good good job everyone uh, it was just yes. uh it's over it's uh, over she seemed like she was just kind of going into hiding herself yeah and she just claimed the skywalker name to a stranger that we've never seen before it didn't there was no impact for that no one yeah, no one didn't. understood what you were saying like if if you wanted that moment to have impact for us, it should have had impact in the moment. Yeah. And that was just her own personal decision. And after all the stuff we've been through with all of these movies, we should have had a more robust taking of the mantle, I feel. I'm not saying I needed Han and Chewie up there getting medals again or anything, but, like, a little bit of fanfare would have been nice, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, I don't think that that's ever realistically going to, like, I think from here on out, our happy endings are going to get bleaker and bleaker. And I... That's just across movies that aren't made specifically for kids. Yeah, I I don't mind a sad ending. Like, Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies of all time. And the the final cut, the director's cut, the one, that's the best one. And I... I, I like sad movies. I like, I like it when things end realistically. And I like, I like, the, I like the sad. But like, mm-hmm. Star Wars is fun escapism. It is a a science fiction space opera. Yeah. It is defined as that. <laughs> like, it was. It's always been a little bit campy, a little bit fun, a little bit hero gets the girl saves the day. Yeah. Like, and it's not even, like, the main hero. It's, like, the cool guy gets the girl. Yeah. Like, it's really, really plays on tropes. It plays things up. It feels fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I, 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 dude, there's there's a level of which you just take the safest choice and you lose that. But then if you go too far off script, you also lose that? I don't know. <laughs> it's fucked. The whole thing is fucked. I mean, maybe you just should make the different stories about different people. Yeah. Well, and now they have to. But I think that's that, that's what we just said. Like, that's the end of the Skywalker saga. There is no more... Yeah. Like, she's carrying on the name, but there is no more Skywalkers left. So now that leaves us free to focus entirely on other things. And I think that's why stories like, like even like you look at the video games and Jedi uh, Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Yeah, and Cal, Kestis love is Cal Kestis is awesome, and uh, and that's because it's still that really fun Star Wars that it's behind your chair that you have been wanting for so long, but it's all new. It's a new people. It's a new story. It's yeah. a whole new thing. And it's so much... It's cool. It's fun. It's interesting. Yeah, well, and it expounds upon the world, and it gives you, like, cameos that feel natural, but also are like, oh, cool, I know that guy. That's why um, The Mandalorian did so well at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. It was it was the same kind of thing. One of the first things they had was an assassin droid that was like IG-88. Mm-hmm. Like and we we got to have that n- nice nostalgia moment, but it also made sense that they would send an assassin droid in this instance. Yeah, and so you get to see IG eighty eight or an, a bot like him in action, mm-hmm. and then they have some fun little stuff with him, and you're like, yeah, that's rad because it's like it's like a cameo, but it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah, and. And and I think that's really what they need to focus on. I don't think they need as much as as like we were saying earlier, it's nothing against Daisy Ridley playing Ray. Right. It's that we need to move on from that whole saga and start something completely different. Start yeah. something completely new. It can still be Jedi versus Sith. It can still be that very black versus white and all the problems that come along with that struggle kind of thing done in space. Just Bring someone entirely new. Just... <laughs> uh, we should really do a video of this so you can just understand what, what what's happening in here. Um, but, yeah, I think my personal bet for, like, what would make the best way to move forward with Star Wars as, as a whole and with the movies is go back in time. Oh, do uh, the Old Republic. Yeah. Yeah. That's what all the fans have been clamoring for since, like, 2005. That is true. And, like, if you just just bring us a couple of the key characters from the games that everybody's expecting to see, you know, give us give us uh, Malak and Revan, mm-hmm. and, like, give us some basic, maybe, like, the, the main Jedi you first meet in the, the game. And, like, there's just a couple of basic people that and because it's so disconnected from the main plot line you can really just make those stories and you don't have to deviate very far from the already written great stories that everyone loves if you literally just did a two hour adaptation of Knights of the Old Republic people would scream for two hours yeah yeah, (laughs) they would be so happy yeah and like you wouldn't have to change like anything just make it look awesome and cast the right people and you got it like that's not even exaggerating you have a whole theater of Clyde's leaving it'd all just be like I'm so happy yeah (laughs) it really would it would it would 
people would be stoked about that. And I just, I don't understand why they haven't even started on that. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what people really want. And they keep, like, if they had done one season of The Mandalorian... And we're like, that's it was a it was a limited run series, mm-hmm. and and just kept it like that. People would have lost their minds. That would have been perfect. Like just end it end it on like a sort of like maybe a little bit of a cliffhanger, but like resolve most of the things that happen. Just like leave it on a cliffhanger for Grogu. Yeah. And then what you do is you start a new series with somebody totally different. And like halfway through that series. Grogu gets picked up by somebody else or the main character of your series mm-hmm. for one reason or another that makes logical sense for both the Mandalorian and this show, and then you just have Grogu as a through line for multiple shows. Yeah, that would have been the smart play to go and like really like make the other characters stand out and be the main character, and then you have some really interesting characters to maybe go back to one day, and then you don't wear out their welcome like they're very clearly doing with all of their characters. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's. Well, I that's... think that would be, like, tricky. I think they think that would be tricky to pull off for some reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why, because that's, like... That is not only a great, like... Like, it would be fun to watch... Because having a little through line and seeing Grogu grow up through multiple shows, through multiple years, would be really interesting. Yeah. But also having other characters shine throughout and seeing characters like Din Djarin, I think was the Mandalorian's name. Um, and seeing him like grow as a character through his season and like, oh, I care about this thing and my order's kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like see him like in a questioning state and like on a precipice with Grogu's life and like uh, like see that growth and you're like oh that's a rad character and then well, you know see him around and then get ready for I don't know Luke Skywalker the continued adventures where we you know <laughs> you see you know him picking up Grogu which happens but you see like just uh, like a couple episodes of him just chilling out yeah and like, like figuring out that Grogu exists and like trying to find him, making that like kind of his MacGuffin for the series while you learn what he's been up to. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, you like they pick him up and he's got a little bit of hassle and struggle. And then like you end like on like maybe a training spot on Dagobah, and then Grogu's there for a few years. Yeah, and, and you do a different show that's unrelated. Mm-hmm. And you do Andor, probably. <laughs> but, you know, like, you can eventually have Grogu come back with Luke in a different context. Or, like, have Grogu sent off on his own adventure at a certain point. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. There's just so many ways you could have worked with that, and they made it so bad. And I don't know why people are still, like, all over it. That's that's the thing. Is they just aren't really losing money. Okay, Disney is losing money. Disney's losing a lot of money. But uh, Star Wars overall doesn't seem to be losing any fans. Is kind of my point. I think there's something about the Star Wars story that's so different from the MCU, from everything else. It is 
it's a little bit of something for everybody, I think is what it is. There's action, there's intrigue, there's romance, it's in space, there's <laughs> fucking dogfights with airships and shit. Like, there, there's really a little bit of something for everyone to love in Star Wars. And it doesn't matter if you love all of the movies or just one of them or any of them and you prefer to read the books or if you like, you know... It doesn't matter because it that that is what Star Wars is. It encompasses everything. And I think that no matter what, that is inherently easy for people to latch on to. That makes sense. It's like, yeah, because if you want a cool lady, you got Leia, Padme, Rey, now. Uh, there's been a couple other cool mm-hmm. lady generals. And we got, like, Harris and Dula from Rebels and now Ahsoka. And Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, so we got a lot of cool ladies to look up to now, as well as, like, I'm going to be honest. Princess Leia was my first, like, holy shit, that's <laughs> badass. That's that's a woman right there. It's like, she was badass. She took the gun out of Han's hand. I, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember seeing Star Wars for the first time, but I remember that. <laughs> I remember she took that gun out of his hand. I was like, whoa. <laughs> She's cool. In the garbage shoot, fly boy. <laughs> Damn. Bitch, chill. <laughs> I'm scared of dying right now. Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but... And then you got the cool guy in Han. So Han, if if you're his, already his a jock or, or you want to be a jock, you got that that archetype there to look at. Mm-hmm. And he's badass. He gets the girl, and also he you know learns his lesson, learns to be. Uh, I was gonna say humile. <laughs> <laughs> he learns humility. <laughs> he learns to be humile. <laughs> Combining humble and humility. <laughs> humile. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you got Chewie, who's just like the lunky best friend. Yeah. And, and that's great. Oh, there's, there's a lot of people who identify awesome. with that. Yeah. And then you got like the the main character syndrome, Luke Skywalker. Luke, who who is through the, yeah, the traditional hero's journey. He's a, just a big old nerd. Yeah. And like he's always just been a big old nerd. Yeah. Dreaming of different things that are not, you know, realistic for him. And that's, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like me related to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you, you know, you got anything you want to look up to. And then, uh, you know, you got the old mentor and the bad guy and then the more bad guy and also the general. Right. <laughs> people look up to generals. <laughs> it's weird. I don't get that at all. Huh. And then it was all very expounded upon in the prequels, and you got to see the whole Jedi Council and everything, which was oh, also yeah. super cool. Yeah. And the best thing about Attack of the Clones, and this is undisputed, is that big laser fight. The big lightsaber battle oh. in the Coliseum, where all of the Jedi all have their lightsabers out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck yes, finally. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah. That's what everybody watches that movie for. Mm-hmm. Get the classic Execute Order 66. That's Revenge of the Sith, you goob. Is it? I haven't watched the prequels in a very long time. Come on. Since now. I was a kid. That's, that's 
that is the order that makes the clones attack and does the revenge. I know that. Well, that's the revenge part of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, baby, I need well, you to I was, stop. I think it's also the attack part of the attack of the clones. <laughs> so... It is not! <laughs> no, it's just the reveal of the clones, and the clones are still on the good guy's side when they attack. <laughs> they attack the droids. I told you, I don't remember this movie. Oh, my God. Come on! I don't remember this movie, like, at all. Uh, uh, come on, sifo who was a mysterious Jedi who died on his way back after, uh, like, getting the clones ordered? You don't remember any of this? No. Dooku took command of the clones? Made the clones work for this? Oh, my God. There's so much good story in this. Like, there is. There is really good story in the I remember 30 seconds of... Hayden Christensen climbing up a pillar in a coliseum. <laughs> that that did did happen. That's that's what I remember. You don't remember Padme all fucking badass? Did a picnic happen in this movie? <laughs> yes, a picnic also happened oh, in this movie. Okay, I think I vaguely remember a picnic. Come on, I know you remember at least another fifteen seconds because it's all one line. I hate sand. <laughs> it's coarse. It's rough. Irritating. It gets everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that. And there's also, there's another thing to love. Campy, cheesy acting. (laughs) Yeah, the whole whole thing. It's like a bit in Star Wars at this point that it's got to be over the top. You've got to be stage acting to be in a Star Wars movie. Faster, more intense. (laughs) Yeah. It's famously quoted by George Lucas. Whenever asked anything, at least in the first three, that's, that's all it would say. Faster, more intense. <laughs> what do you mean? Give me that. direction. That. That's what he means. No. Take that energy. Use that. <laughs> I love you, Leia. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Return of the Jedi, where she returns back, I know. Oh. A, a famous reprise of Harrison's Harrison's Ford. Harrison's Ford. <laughs> a famous improv <laughs> of I know. <laughs> it is. It's an improv. It's good. It's good yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, they did like a bunch of takes, and it was right before lunch. They just wanted to get out of there, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's how that story goes. I know a lot about Star Wars. If you didn't notice, I um, I really. If it was right before lunch, how much do you want to bet there's a blooper reel out there somewhere of her saying "I love you" and then he turns around and says, "I love cheeseburgers." <laughs> I I don't know if it would that it would be that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is a line like that. They do they do a, a few takes of that. I don't remember how many, but they did they did a few. Just that would make lines. sense. Because yeah. it was just I love you too in the script, I'm pretty sure. And that's, you know, it's mm-hmm. nice. But it's not Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I... I Have just, you learned why? No. No? No, so... Okay, so with Ahsoka, I think it's really good. But I did watch Rebels, which was a show for children. Okay. 
Um, like, and Rebels did absolutely handle some bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I mean, the finale was the the bad guy and the main character got carried away by space whales. <laughs> that's that's not a joke. <laughs> it's still funny though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, space whale. Legitimately, they they, they made... travel through the fourth dimension. They only pop into our dimension to breathe in some third dimension. Look, look, they almost actually do that. <laughs> This is that's all from Futurama. If you're yeah, not aware, that, that was bit. all from Futurama that Derek was just saying. That's all from one episode of Futurama, which is pretty funny. They do a Moby Dick parody and Space it's, Whales. It's space Whales. It's great. It's, it's really it's, good. It's a really funny episode. But um, Rebels, I am the whale. <laughs> Rebels does whales, um, space whales, like with full like no irony. They just do space whales. They are a real creature in the Star Wars universe. They exist, and they can travel at light speed at like in a way in two places that people just don't know where they go. Man, if space whale, then surely space dragon. <laughs> space dragon. <laughs> it always, I'll always bring it back to space dragons. Please, please, if you've not heard our episode about space dragons. Just search space dragons in your podcast feed, and I'm sure we'll be the only ones that come up because they don't come up enough. <laughs> space dragons are a thing. Space dragons are a beautiful thing, and they need to be revered as though they are gods because they are gods. <laughs> space dragon. Um, but yeah, no. So they got carried away by space whales at the end, and that was the honest to goodness finale of that show. Okay, and uh, that's what Ahsoka is taking place after. And they're pretty so she sure talks about space whale. Well, they talk about Ezra, the main character, and uh, uh, Admiral Thrawn, who was also with Ezra, get, who got carried away. They talk about them still being alive, and that's like the MacGuffin of the show right now. Okay. So they gotta go find space whales. That means you're gonna see live action space whale. Maybe, but I, I'm. Uh, it's more likely that we're gonna see a live action Thrawn and Ezra, which would be super interesting, because um, they've only ever been in books and animated. Mm-hmm. Admiral Thrawn was one of those uh, Legends guys that originally was tossed out okay. uh, of the canon just altogether. Mm-hmm. But uh, Timothy Zahn. I believe, who wrote Thrawn, mm-hmm. uh, was still writing Star Wars books, and eventually they put him back in, in, in canon and made him the main bad guy of Rebels. Okay. Um, so, yeah. It'll be interesting to see him finally in live action, because he's actually been a Star Wars part of Star Wars canon for years and a fan-favorite character. Yeah. So, that'll be neat. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. But also, there might be live-action space whales. There might be. And space whales. Yeah, who's going to turn down an opportunity to see a space whale? I, I would not. I would not turn down that opportunity. Me either. Yeah. So, I guess 
possibilities is the answer to my question. Yeah, it's possibilities and a love for the IP that is unparalleled in almost anything else. I mean, you can look at, like, I think the closest you could compare it to would be the traditional Lord of the Rings pairing off. Like, like I, I think Lord of the Rings fan base is the, the one that rivals Star Wars for this kind of thing. But I think the Star Wars fan base, especially now with so much more to to go off of, is just... It's unrivaled as compared to almost anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think a huge part of that actually For a is... singular thing, I should say. A yeah. singular IP like Star Wars. Because, I mean, you could say, like, oh, anime has a bigger fan base. I'm not talking about general... Comic That's... books. Yeah. Comic books have a bigger fan base. DC. Uh, yeah, there's very... A lot of characters there. Yeah, yeah. But it just oh, Star Wars. Oh, maybe actually Harry Potter. Oh, maybe Harry Potter. But not so much anymore, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think a lot of those fans were lost because well, Rowling's kind of a piece of shit, and um, a lot of her work has been revealed to be um, really classist. We should actually just do an episode about Harry Potter. Oh my god, I've, I have so much knowledge that's just been sitting... I've been, I've read those books so many times. All right, well, we're going to uh, apply uh, punk rock ideology to Harry Potter and see how fucked up it really is. Okay, are we going book by book? It's going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have quite a deep knowledge of Harry Potter, and I've just been... I mean, we could just generalize, do that uh, overall, but, like, if we, we want to, we could sit down and do deep dives about each of the books, Yeah, and it, it would just be... I mean, lots of nostalgia and lots of pulling apart to a lot of people's childhoods. And Yeah. Well, it, and see, it would be... It would be a bittersweet thing for me because a I love these books from childhood and me like too. I have like their their deep connection I have with my mom who's now passed away so like you know like it, it's it's a weird thing but also my mom taught me to do what was right and uh, I know that in the end of the day J.K. Rowling is a piece of garbage <laughs> and the things she says are wrong and rude and all of the 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 story and just the looking back on it now i can see clearly that there was a lot of elements of classism and racism just sprinkled all the way throughout harry potter just throughout oh, the yeah. entire thing oh yeah and in a way that i think like help to indoctrinate many many children into seeing the world in those kind of more black and white ways and i think we're overall a bad thing yeah so we like, might do a whole making, episode on harry potter making that game about the goblin rebellion when the <laughs> goblins are clearly the stand-in for the jewish people in their community and like the slytherins can pay just a little extra to use the killing curse like that's weird yeah, so anyway, um, Star Wars exists still and is still in such a good light because um, nobody from the top down has made horribly bigoted statements repeatedly and then doubled down. Yeah. That's part of it. That's part of it. And they keep putting out, as much as some people might hate it, they keep putting out more new things. They keep attracting more new people and younger audiences and things like that throughout the years. and. That keeps a fan base going. Yeah. And, and like, as long as you have cool space fights and some intrigue and maybe some romance thrown in, 
people are going to gravitate to it. Yeah, dude, laser swords? Laser swords. Uh, space wizards? Yeah. Just that noise, just the noise of the, the phaser beams or whatever going off on their ships yeah. is enough to trigger that nostalgia of, like, oh, I want to watch some Star Wars. Yeah. Like. Yeah, so, I guess, yeah, potential impossibility. The lightsaber starting. Yeah. Like, there's some I, truly iconic things. I actually have a, like, metal lightsaber handle, like, like a proper lightsaber on my wall, and I played with it so much that i broke the wiring inside so it doesn't light up anymore but i have it on my wall it used to light up green for the record <laughs> but, very nice yeah i fucking i love star wars and i guess it is because of possibility i think that's why we all love star wars if we still love star wars i agree yeah i agree it's uh looking forward to better horizons i think yeah you, you always hope that even if the last thing wasn't good, God, I love this franchise, and the next thing's got to be good, right? They they listened. They heard that the last thing was bad. They fixed it this time, right? Yeah. Like, they didn't overcompensate again in the wrong direction one more time again. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, they... Okay. <laughs> okay. But on one more try. I'll give you one more. Come on. you you, you got to get it right eventually. Yeah. The Force is with us. Yeah. I believe in it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, go. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Please. Please, guys. Just do the thing. Uh, just have Dave Filoni write and Ryan Johnson direct, and everything will be great. It'll all flow. That would make me happy. That's that's the movie I want to see. If anybody, if Lucasfilm ever hears this, mm. Ryan Johnson direct a Dave Filoni project. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> anyway, I can't do anything else to quell this baby, and I think we've answered my question and explored some fun possibilities. Why is Star Wars? Great success. Possibilities. Possibilities and love of the unknown. King of the galaxy, king of the galaxy. <laughs> In space! <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye-bye. <laughs>